0: Good morning. I'm glad you could join us today. You know, as I was praying about what to share today, what the Lord would have me to to say, the Lord brought a passage to my mind. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, we have a list of warriors who joined David's army when he was being pursued by King Saul. And in this list, um, it says, you know, this many from this tribe, this many from that tribe, and so forth throughout the chapter. And then in verse 32, it says something very interesting. It says that of the tribe of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, 200 chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command. It says that the tribe of Issachar had understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. We are living in a unique moment in history. Not since World War II have we seen such a disruption of our lives, the magnitude of which we are facing right now. This is not something that is just going to disappear in a few days. So we need to come to grips with it and and with how we are to approach the time that we are in. You see, as believers today, we need to understand the times we are in, and we need to know what we are to do. Today is Palm Sunday, when Christians celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, beginning in the final week of his life before he was crucified. I want to read a passage from uh, chapter 19 of Luke's Gospel. Starting in verse 41, it says, As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it's hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an, embank- an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground. And the children within your walls, they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. It tells us that Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem as he stood overlooking it. And he wept because they didn't recognize the time. They didn't recognize that God had come to them. We are in a time like we've never before faced. We have a wide-open door before us right now, a door to be the church. We have the opportunity to see Christ glorified and lifted up in our community probably more than we ever have before. And we need to understand this time that we are in. So I want to talk this morning about some keys to understanding this time that we are in. What time is it? I think the first thing I want to say is that it's time to dig deep. It's time to get in your Bible. If, you are not, if you're not already reading it daily, then start now. Don't wait until the crisis hit, really hits because it is going to get worse. By all the experts, all the things they're saying, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So as you look into the Bible, the Bible is, is, is where you're going to find your strength. It's where you're going to find your hope. It's where you're going to find encouragement. It's where you're going to find guidance. It's where you're going to find life. It's where you can go to feed your spirit so you can be in a place to help someone else through this time. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about uh, the, the importance of having a strong foundation to our lives. And that's where our foundation comes from. God's Word, the Bible. So we, 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 need to, we need to dig deep into His words. Secondly, this is a time for faith and not fear. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that this morning because I already spoke about this a few weeks ago. As believers, we are not to give in to fear. Sure, we will have moments where we become fearful, but we don't let it control our lives. We walk by faith and not by sight. Our trust is in the Lord. We look to Jesus with confidence in Him and not in our circumstances. Our confidences, our, our, excuse me, our circumstances are always changing, but He does not change. So it's, it's time for faith and not fear. But the third thing is, and this goes right along with this, it's also time for wisdom and not, uh, not presumption. Just because we talk about walking in faith. Doesn't mean that we don't use wisdom. As a brand new Christian, I can remember my pastor, Steve Salm, was preaching a message on faith versus presumption. They're two different things. We are to be as wise as a serpent and yet as innocent as a dove. Now, how we apply that to our current situation is that we take all the recommended precautions, you know, not out of fear of getting the virus but out of wisdom and out of love. You see, we follow the recommended precautions because we love the people around us. We love our community. We don't want to take a chance of, uh, of infecting someone else just in case we're a carrier. It's not just about us. It's about the people around us as well. God expects us to use wisdom. Fourth, it's time for connection and not isolation. See, social distancing, it's something we need to be doing, but that does not mean isolating yourself. If you're not already connected to a church, get connected to a church community. If you are connected, then stay connected and help connect others to your church community. Just because we can't meet face-to-face doesn't mean that we can't stay connected. In fact, now more than ever, with all our technology, we have, the, we have the means to stay connected. We can connect online, we can connect through FaceTime, there's Skype, there's Zoom calls, there's social media, there's the U.S. mail. Even if you don't have a computer or internet, you have a phone. You're able to stay connected more than ever before. So I want to encourage you, don't just spend this time sitting on the couch and, and binge-watching TV. You see, what happens when we isolate ourselves is we watch the news, we watch the coronavirus updates that are given daily, sometimes more than once a day. We take in all this stuff and we hear all these, these uh, uh, all this negativity, and we start to, all of a sudden, we feel that isolation and we start to feel alone and we start to get discouraged and we begin to lose hope. And that's what happens when you isolate yourself. You separate yourself from the flow of encouragement and strength that God is trying to bring your way. So we need to stay connected with a community of people so we can encourage and strengthen each other, so we can learn from each other and help each other grow. We must recognize the time we are in. And and the fifth thing is that it's, it's time to engage our community. Now more than ever, the community needs the church to be the church. It's a time not to just focus on surviving the crisis. That's not what this is about. This is the time to focus on mission. Jesus never told his disciples to just go and survive. No, he called us to a mission. We as the church need to be taking a message of hope to the community. We, when people are looking for hope, when they're looking, you know, they're reaching out, they're trying to grasp onto something to help them catch their balance when they get knocked off their feet or something to hold on to that's going to give them stability rather than just some, rather than something that'll just snap like a twig in their hands when it bends. People are scared. People are hurting. Jesus said, look up. The fields are ripe to the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Who else is going to point people to Jesus but the church? Who else is going to demonstrate his love but the church? Who else is going to be the hands and feet of, the, uh, of Jesus when people are in crisis but the church? The church is the body of Christ. Like I said, we are in a time like no other in our lifetime, and the time is ripe to engage our community with the love of Jesus. Christ has a way of, uh, of opening people's hearts in times of crisis. We need to seize the opportunity and make Jesus famous with acts of love done in his name. First and foremost, make sure that you're following all the safety precautions for yourself. It's just like when you fly in a plane and they they give you the they go through the precautions beforehand. They say if if the cabin loses air pressure then then the oxygen mask will drop, put it on yourself first so that then you are in a position to help others. It's kind of what it is now that's why we talk about it's so important to dig deep in God's word so that you yourself are strengthened you yourself are encouraged you yourself have something to be able to give to others so get yourself settled first then if you look around and if you realize that you could be doing something more reach out you know, we've already given some examples of things that that you can be doing. And, you know, if it's OK for you to go out or, or things, if you maybe you're high risk and you can't go out, you, you, you can't do that. There are still things that you can be doing. Talk to us. And when you talk to us, if you if you're doing something, let us know exactly what you're doing. Let us know how. See, this is an important time to make sure that everyone is covered. We need to know, who, who are you connecting? So, so that we see that there's no one that gets left out. You see, loneliness and depression and anxiety, they were all widespread epidemics before this ever came about. And we have to work together as a team. This is not a do as much as I can, as much as I can in my own little bubble kind of a thing. This is a time to work together, so work with us. This week, we're starting a new outreach with the church, a weekly grocery giveaway. People in the community will be able to enter their names in a drawing, and at least once a week, someone will win free groceries. We'll follow all the social distancing guidelines. We'll take all the recommended precautions with the delivery and that, but we are going to bless people each week with free groceries in the name of Jesus. When people are afraid and worried about how they're going to survive, we're going to look outward and we're going to bless others. And we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus to others. It's not about us. Someone once said, Jesus' church is about the people who aren't here yet. It's about the people that don't know him. And one more thing, this is a time to think about sacrifice, not our rights. It's not about us. It's never about us. It's not a time to think about our rights. So often I hear Christians talking about their rights and demanding their rights. And you know something? When we signed up to follow Jesus, we gave away all of our rights. We surrendered them when we surrendered our lives to Jesus. Now, Scripture says that we are to deny ourselves. We pick up our cross and we die daily. It's all about Jesus now. It's about the people that he wants us to reach. It's about the people that he loves that don't know him yet. It's a time to lay down our rights for the good of others and to serve the community. If you read the book of Esther, if you're not familiar with it, it's an interesting book. I I, I advise you to just spend some time and read it. But if you read the book of Esther, Esther faced a dilemma. Would she remain quiet, play it safe when the Jews faced being destroyed? Or would she risk death and approach the king without being summoned in order to try and save her people? This is what her cousin Mordecai said to her in Esther 4, 14. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And then he says this, and who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows whether or not you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This crisis did not catch God by surprise. He knew it was going to happen long before you and I were ever even born. Who knows? Maybe God brought you to this place for such a time as this. Maybe. Let me give you a thought. Maybe. Maybe. God doesn't want this crisis to happen to you. Maybe he wants you to happen to this crisis. So I want to ask you what's he saying to you? What would he have you to do? How would he have you to respond? Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, we've never been here before. We've never been in this situation where we've faced an opportunity quite like this. We ask you to protect us and care for us in this time of crisis but we ask you also ask you lord that you would use us we say to you lord here am i send me here are we send us lord use us spend us as you will send us your church your body into the community use us to take your message of life and hope and healing to this city of Bloomington. We are your ambassadors. Use us, Lord. We ask you, use us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Every week I like to leave you with a blessing. So here it is for this week. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit and may it be contagious in your lives as you spread God's hope, God's love, and God's grace to those around you. Amen.